0: Hello, it's a gorgeous day today here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I am sitting next to my gorgeous wife, Dawn Rosinger.
1: Hey guys, we want to welcome you to the Loving the Fight marriage podcast.
0: But before we go any further, we want to do a country shout out. It's to a country that might sound familiar to you. We want to say thank you to everybody who is listening in the country of the United States of America.
1: Thank you guys.
0: It's so awesome to have you you guys listening we have been downloaded in 1040 cities around the world and we're continuing to be downloaded in hundreds of cities in the United States and and that is more than anything just to say thank you we are excited humbled glad we wouldn't have a podcast if it wasn't for you guys tuning in well today is a special day why because it is our anniversary we woke up and sat on the couch this morning didn't we yeah. sipping our coffee and we were amazed at how long we have been together yet it it feels like we jumped in a time machine it yep. feels like it was just yesterday like five minutes ago but it's been so many years yes
1: it's funny to think i was 19 years old when we got married i was just a kid we have learned so much and we both grown so much i wouldn't have wanted to do that with anyone else but you travis you know well, thank that? you i'm yeah. so thankful for you you know ha- has it been easy No, not at all. It hasn't been easy. We've definitely had our ups and downs, but it has been so, so worth it to not give up when life has gotten hard and to navigate through it together. Something that we've done together. We've stuck in there and I love our life. I appreciate you so much, Travis. And
0: honestly, I feel the same way about you, Don. And even if we weren't recording this right now and it was just you and I all by ourselves, no one listening, we'd be saying the same thing, wouldn't we? We We are in love and are so grateful to have each other. What a gift from God.
1: But one huge thing that we have learned about being married is that neither of us are mind readers. Even as long as we've been married, I can't read your mind and you can't read my mind. But we often forget that and it has brought up some conflict in our marriage. When we try to be mind readers. Yes,
0: it has. I wish I was a mind reader. I mean, wouldn't that be great? It would solve so many problems. Well, I know, Don, how you like your coffee. And I have an idea of how, you know, the kind of clothes that you like to wear. But I don't know your thoughts and feelings. And man, I wish I did. Of course, I have to rely on your communication to me to help me truly understand what's on your mind and what's in your heart. Well, today we want to dig into this a little bit more. So let me give you a scenario to help you understand where we are headed. Isn't it awesome, Don? Isn't it awesome <laughs> when someone suddenly meets your needs? by doing something kind and loving oh, great. for you. Yep. Like sometimes when I do that and you're like, oh my gosh, when I didn't expect it. Yes. I did not expect this. You nailed it. It's especially amazing when that kind and loving deed or words hit the bullseye on what you have been thinking or wanting. It's again, it's like, wow, how did you do that? But getting what we want and need is kind of a normal part of life. And most of the time, of course, it's a necessity. We all have things that we absolutely need that keep us healthy, full of love, and ready to take on the challenges that life brings our way. We also all have wants that are above and beyond our needs, but truly enhance the quality of our life and potentially our love for our spouses. Now, of course, getting what you want or need often happens through what we would call negotiation yeah. and communication. And this is huge. When it comes to negotiation, we might immediately think, you know, when you turn on the news of someone who is communicating with an abductor to get the hostages released, you yeah. know, some kind of uh, expert negotiator. But we also think of a negotiation kind of like this, with a simple handshake and the exchange of money to buy a used car for your son or daughter who who might be going off to college. Or maybe you've even you know, negotiated the exchange of desks with a coworker who enjoys cold air blowing oh, right at them. Right. And as they sit underneath the AC vent directly, you know it's blowing on top of them while you enjoy a warmer pocket of air 10 feet away from the AC vent. Whatever it is that you want or need, you're likely going to have to use civility, communication, and negotiation skills to get those things. Now we know this about every area of life. But for some reason in marriage, the idea of civility and healthy communication to achieve a want or a need, for some reason, it goes out the door. It's as if we fall into the trap of believing that our spouse should be a mind reader and know all of our personal wants and needs. We somehow slipped into the belief that if they truly knew us, the real us, they would always be meeting those wants and needs in our lives. Yep, Wouldn't I, you agree, Yep, Don? I
1: think we've slipped into that before. I, I think we... Ex- Expect each other to know each other's wants and needs without communicating them. I
0: know I have. And sometimes when I get short and something goes wrong, I'm like, what were you yep. thinking, Don? <laughs> you know better. You know me.
1: Well, today in this episode, we want to dispel the beliefs that we not only married a perfect person, but we also married a perfect mind reader. And both of those things simply are yeah, not n- true. Not at all true. Expecting you're supposed to read your mind is a bad idea and a huge communication failure. That's why this episode episode is called, just tell me what you want. I'm not a mind reader. And I think we've used that line on each other before. Haven't yeah. We?
0: And I like thinking the thoughts of that title. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, it just, it lets your brain breathe oxygen. Yeah. Tell me what you yeah. want.
1: We all fall into this bad habit of unrealistic expectations and poor communication at some point in our marriages and maybe multiple points in our marriage. So why do we do this and what is the reasoning behind it? Well, some arguments for expecting you're supposed to be a mind reader could sound maybe something like this. We've been together for so long. How did you not know that?
0: (laughs) And you know what? That's a good question because it's surprising sometimes. I mean, we have been together for decades and how did we not know each other?
1: Or what about this one? Remember, I told you eight years ago that this is what I prefer. How could you forget that so easily? It was only eight years ago. (laughs) And I think that's where people have been married a little bit longer. We just assume that you remember something from a long time ago, one incident. And maybe
0: that's because when the person that says it, it solidifies it in their minds, but the Person that hears it might not right. might not solidify as much.
1: Or I've thought this one before. You always seem to be in touch with what you want or need, but you are always forgetting my needs. How can you be so insensitive? That's another argument that we have had. (laughs) Those are very,
0: very familiar. Well, I know for me, I have some specific things that I personally care deeply about. And you know them, Don. One of them is clear and intentional communication. There have been times where Don and I have gotten into conflict over my desire to over communicate to a person or group outside of our lives or our home just to ensure that they have a very clear understanding of who we are as a couple and what we believe and our values. And part of why I, I, I can over communicate sometimes is I don't like the idea of people being confused about who we are and what we believe in. Now, Don may assume that I'm okay with ambiguity or being vague with people outside of our home or people that aren't related to us, but I'm not. No, you
1: definitely uh, like to over communicate details, which is good. And that's that that
0: mind reading thing or that assumption thing that we're talking about. It's also very important for me to keep information private from people outside of our home. And that sounds creepy or weird, but I'm really talking about things like our finances. It's just very personal to me. So I can't assume that Don, that you uh, know this I have to communicate this to you and not that you um, would forget, but sometimes we get caught up in life and I just quickly remind you now, remember, let's not talk publicly with other people about our finances or, or, or Don, can you make sure that you, uh, let me uh, clarify with them exactly who we are and what we believe.
1: And I'd rather have you communicate that to me. Then later on it causing conflict. So to be reminded, I'm totally fine with that. That's a good thing.
0: Again, we're talking about mind reading and not assuming that our spouses know exactly what we need or want. Uh, Another thing that's very important to me is sexual intimacy with you, Don, my wife. Now, I want to receive all of the pleasure God has granted to me, but only from my wife. And my wife alone, by making sure that she is the only source of joy and pleasure for me, there is a fair amount of communication that must take place for me. Sexual intimacy, though, is way more than pleasure. It's an incredibly deep level of a relational connection that isn't always achieved through other means. And this is one of the equally important reasons why I must communicate, Don, with you, and even negotiate with you to ensure that we. Are on the same page as a couple. To assume, Don, that you would read my mind and know my needs in this area is a terrible idea. Yep.
1: And I just have to you know clarify again, again, we're not mind readers. And that's what this topic this you know podcast is about we're not mind readers we have to remind each other that you know what I can't read your mind and I need you to communicate and clarify things
0: yeah and so many couples fall into that we all fall into that trap every couple that's ever been married out there falls into the trap of why didn't they know this about me or why did they forget and just that lack of communication and belief that they should be reading your mind
1: I want to say something that may sound a little blunt to you, but Travis, I don't have a right to be frustrated with you if I haven't clarified what I want or what I need. If I haven't clearly told you, I you know, have no right at that point to be mad, frustrated, disappointed, it's my fault. It's my responsibility to communicate to you.
0: And I appreciate that, Don. I appreciate your honesty. And I would agree, the same thing goes for me. You know, I happen to think that what we just described, you know, all those different reasons of why we, you know, mind read, I think that those are really a crutch. Mind reading is a crutch for not embracing the discipline of communication. Right. If you're going to have a great marriage, you got to you gotta get serious, you got to get responsible and say, okay, I'm going to stop blaming my spouse and I'm going to start communicating in a loving, kind, polite way what I want or need.
1: And you guys, when we say that, we are actually talking to ourselves as well. We need to learn to communicate and not expect each other to mind read.
0: Yeah. And I think we have it. You know, we're on a roll, but we slip into mind reading and assuming that our spouse knows what we need.
1: Right. So, Travis, you just explained how this might happen. But we also have to address why it happens. There can be some definite reasons why our spouses are terrible at reading our minds. And Travis, I have to admit, sometimes you're not very good at reading Uh, my mind.
0: not very good at all.
1: You know what, sometimes we just don't have a clue what we want. We don't even know ourselves, and yet we take out that feeling of frustration on our spouse that can come from unsatisfied needs. How can your spouse read your mind if you don't even know what you want? I know, ladies, I feel like a lot of times we're the most guilty of this, and guys, I apologize. Sometimes <laughs> us ladies just assume that you, you know, can read our mind. You know, we are expecting things from you that just, it's not possible for you to read our minds. Another reason could be that, you know what? We believe the lie. If you really love me, you would know what I want. And I think I've, you know even thought that before Travis in our marriage. But this puts our spouse in a lose lose situation, of always feeling the pressure approving their love without the ability to make it happen, since they don't always know what we are thinking or what we want. We sometimes are bad mind readers because All we do is give hints or point to things that may meet our needs without any real clarity. Dropping hints is a horrible idea, even if you are doing it to try to be polite and to not be overly direct. Or it might be even this. We have forgotten that our spouses have their own needs and responsibilities so they can often feel loaded down, distracted, and completely unaware of what we desire from them as they just try to survive in life.
0: Yeah, I think this is a really important one, Don, because so often our spouses are working hard, whether they're taking care of three kids or, you know, working 60 hours a week. And the, in the depths of their heart, they want to meet their husband or wife's needs. But sometimes we are not getting our needs met because yeah. we're forgetting they're just trying to survive. Yes. They're just yep. trying to handle all the responsibilities that life has handed to them.
1: I think the worst part of expecting our spouse to be a mind reader is that we miss out on deeper levels of more mature communication that brings a greater level of empathy and understanding. And this is so sad because instead of getting kinder and helping to fulfill the needs of our spouses, the marriage can unknowingly be drifting towards frustration, And a communication dam and everything is just Blocked up at that point.
0: Yeah and that's not good And really it just starts to damage the Relationship in so many other ways and No one's getting their needs or Wants met. Well We're just going to be really blunt and kind of We've said this before, throw ourselves under the bus Don, there are times when You might seem frustrated, quiet or Even rude and I could try and I do a mind read And assume that you are mad at me Suddenly you don't love me Anymore or even that I have done something wrong and I'm failing, right? Why? Because in reality, it could be that you just had a bad day at work or experienced a negative interaction with the family member or even just feel off physically. Yep. Don, as you know, and I know that just happened to you about two weeks ago when a family member called you up out of nowhere and they were kind of rude to you.
1: Yep. I know it happened about 10 minutes before you walked through the door. I had this phone conversation and this family member was very rude to me. And I hung up, and it was just eating at me. I just felt like they were rude. It hurt my feelings. But then I'm a peacemaker. And so my mind was like, okay, how can I fix this? What can I do? And it was just bogging my mind down. And then you walked in the door and you had no clue yeah. what you know had just happened.
0: It's as if they let off an emotional <laughs> yeah. bomb on you. You didn't do anything to deserve their negativity and rudeness. And I walk in and I could have taken it personally, when yeah. in reality it was somebody else that really kind of shook up your day.
1: I know it took me a little while to actually tell you that that happened. I think it was like an hour or two later. I'm like, hey, you know, when you came home, This had just happened to me, but I should have probably communicated it to you sooner.
0: Well, and I also think about sometimes I get short when I get hungry. Don, if you try to read my mind, you would think that I'm frustrated with you or, or that you did something wrong. Now, of course, we know that we just talked about this in our last episode. So if you didn't hear yet, go back and be sure to listen to episode number 73. And the reality is, Don, you haven't done anything wrong. I'm just hungry, right. or should we say hangry, Angry, yes. and I lose my mind when I get hangry.
1: I know, Travis, sometimes I get short and lack patience when I'm tired and Travis if you try and read my mind in that moment you might think that you know you have done something wrong or that I'm frustrated with you but that's not the case I just in all reality just need some more sleep I'm not frustrated with you or sometimes when I'm quiet you know I like to process things in my mind first before I speak them sometimes you try and guess whether I'm mad if I'm sad or if I'm tired But sometimes I'm really just processing my thoughts before I speak, but you try to read my mind. I'm like, no, that's not right.
0: Yeah. And part of why there's a disconnect there is I'm a verbal processor right. and you're an internal right. processor. And so that's why that can happen.
1: I know one huge thing that happens a lot. It's actually kind of frustrating to me is you are such a communicator and you get so excited about life that when I begin to tell you a story, you sometimes try to feel in the end of the story by guessing what happened or you try to guess the word that I'm about to say and You're trying to read my mind, but half the time you're off. And sometimes I laugh because what you say doesn't match up at all. (laughs) And it's funny that you're trying and you're so off.
0: And I just need to be a better listener in those moments.
1: Again, making assumptions and trying to read minds just doesn't help bring couples together. It actually drives them further apart. We have to talk. We have to communicate and to share our feelings if we are ever going to grow closer to the one that we love. There's this interesting quote by Peter Drucker and he said this, The most important thing in communication is hearing what isn't said. Let me repeat that again. The most important thing in communication is hearing what isn't said. So in order to do that, couples have to start communicating.
0: Yeah. And I I think he's talking about reading between the lines, but it's also part of it is just you got to talk. Right. And you got to put it out there so that we can understand one, one another better.
1: I know Focus on the Family does a great job at identifying areas of potential conflicts that could be eliminated or greatly reduced by direct communication, not by mind reading your spouse but telling them exactly what you want. Here's what they say from an article they published a few years back. They start with the question, what unmet expectations do you need to discuss with your spouse? Listen to this list of areas where disappointments often occur. If any of these trigger negative emotions in you, it might be time for a heartfelt conversation with your spouse. The list is this. Frequency of sex. Is your spouse meeting your need for physical intimacy? Again, just tell me what you want. I'm not a mind reader. We need to communicate with our spouse what we want or what we need. They also talk about affirming words. Do your words build up or tear down? Is that what your words do? They bring up physical affection. Does he show affection daily and not just when he desires sex? Or how about quality conversation? Does she seem distracted by technology? Do you need more face-to-face discussions? I know they talk about household duties. Do you desire more help around the house? Again, we're not mind readers. We need to communicate these things to each other. They also talk about spiritual leadership. Does he lead without belittling you or ignoring your voice?
0: Don, you just mentioned this, but... Just tell me what you want. I'm not a mind reader. That's the title of this episode and that's what we're trying to get at as right now, especially as we're quoting a focus on the family. They went on to talk about finances. Are you satisfied with the way you and your spouse spend and save money? Do you need to make changes? Physical appearance was brought up. Does he take care of himself in such a way that brings you pride or satisfaction? Parenting support. Are you and your spouse a unified front? Do you feel Feel supported in your parenting decisions just tell me what you want. I'm not a mind (laughs) reader. I know we're beating that hard, but that's what we're talking about. So
1: just a lot of communication, 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 communication. And
0: no mind reading and no assumptions. Again, that list that we just went through came from Focus on the Family. We want to give them credit. Why? Because we love it. And
1: those are great questions to ask each other and you should know the answers to those questions.
0: To quote them again, here's what they said. If any of these trigger negative emotions in you, it might be time for a heartfelt, conversation. We totally agree. Stop mind reading and start talking. A really cool piece of wisdom in the Bible comes from the message version and it's Proverbs 25 verse 11 and 12. And here's what it says. It says, the right word at the right time is like a custom made piece of jewelry. A wise friend's timely reprimand is like a gold ring slipped on your finger. This is a really cool passage because it points out the value in someone giving you feedback. And even if it's a reprimand, it's like valuable right. jewelry. And it's not just feedback. It's not just a reprimand. It's healthy right. communication. It's hearing what they might want or need, or even sometimes what what we uh, need to change inside right. of us.
1: I love that it says the right word at the right time. That's like, Travis, if I'm going to say, hey, I'm hungry, I should at the exact same time tell you what I'm hungry for. I shouldn't just make a blanket statement. So the right word at the right time, just explain yourself a little bit more. We want to give you some quick things to remember to help you eliminate the pressure of the mind reading that we place on our spouses. And a great place to start is to be humble and ask your spouse to be honest while you take a non-defensive position. I know mm. that's huge, non-defensive defensive the best marriages are those where both spouses are working towards trying to meet the needs of the other instead of taking their request for or their needs or wants as criticism look at it as an opportunity to grow into a better spouse and to fall more deeper in love with each other again the key don't be defensive another solution is to clearly communicate to your spouse what you want but especially what you don't want yeah that's so important
0: yep. love that
1: Sometimes missing a want can be a miss, but missing a don't want can be (laughs) catastrophic and cause (laughs) massive problems. I think there has been just as much conflict in our marriage, Travis, over things that we assume that each other wouldn't do, hasn't there?
0: Yes, completely. And you know, when you make those mistakes, it can be so painful, not just catastrophic, but painful.
1: Finally, we need to just accept the truth that excellent two-way communication is much more valuable and helpful to your marriage relationship than the potential to offend with the truth. Don't hold back. Your spouse deserves to know how you feel and you deserve the right to be heard. Again, you're in a marriage. This is two people. They become one flesh. Let them know everything about you.
0: Again, get humble and ask your spouse to be honest while you take a non-defensive position. Clearly communicate to your spouse what you want, but especially what you don't want and accept the truth that excellent two-way communication is much more valuable and helpful to your marriage than the potential to offend with the truth.
1: Remember, you guys, you're not mind readers. We're not mind readers. Why? Because we're bad at it. We're not good at mind reading.
0: Again, just tell me what you want. I'm not a mind reader. We have beat that to death, but it's so true. Well, hey guys, remember you've got this. You can do it. Don't give up.
1: Thank you for joining us today. Have a great week and remember to keep loving the fight.
0: We'll see you next time.